Welcome to the Launchbox Podcast. I'm Anjali, and I can't wait for you to get to know plant-based kitchens from around the globe. Every episode will unpack inspiring stories and delicious menus of spots that are guaranteed to be your next food experience. Hi, Jasmine. Welcome to the podcast. I am very interested in getting to know who you are and your cafe, Be Mine, Healthy Friends. Can you tell us a little bit of your background, where you are from, how you ended up in Helsinki and owning the restaurant? Hi, uh, I'm Jasmine and I'm half Thai and British. And uh, I was in the aviation industry for over five years. And I recently moved to Finland to be closer to my mother. And um, I came across my partner, my f- well, former partner now, but uh, we just decided to open up a vegan slash keto cafe in Helsinki with a touch of Thai Asian hospitality. I love that there is, you know, that additional value with the Thai hospitality because or Asian hospitality because in general Thai people are known for hospitality and I can relate with that as well because as a Filipino uh we do big time hospitality. <laughs> So I can imagine when someone comes into your restaurant and they will be greeted with a smile, right? Something that customers really, you know, like to have. Everybody likes to have a cheerful greeting when you come in and have your cup of coffee. But okay, when did you launch Be Mine Healthy Friends? Pre-launch date, I would say 16th of December, 2020. But the actual, the real opening date is actually on the 9th of January, 2021. How many years? Sorry, how many years is it now? Let's say almost two years. And from the two years that you are operating, you started with two people. You guys were two people. And now you are working alone. Yes. And why plant-based? Well, you've mentioned about also having keto. Can you tell us more about the choices that you have made? It started off with me, um, myself being, uh, I, like I cut down red meat for over nine years. And especially now due to the, the world and the environment. And I think it's just best to help the world in every way that we can and I just like to introduce healthy lifestyle to Helsinki people. <laughs> yeah I can relate with that in terms of cutting off red meat because that's how I started as well just not eating red meat and then progressed. So right now you do not have the keto you're only basically vegetarian vegan restaurant? Well it's vegan it's low carbs. <laughs> Vegan right now. Yeah. So tell us about your menu. Um, you're alone, right? And your experience mainly was in the aviation industry. On top of that, you jump into a market 
in the plant-based scene. Tell us more about the process and where you are at the moment. Well, it takes courage to actually open up a business during the pandemic. And on top of that, uh, a very small niche market. So it takes a lot of courage. And right now, I would say compared to last year, the graph is actually higher. So that's an improvement. Um, yeah, and be- I think because the place is small, so there might be a downside to that as well. I like that. I like small places. A lot of people like small places. They find it charming. They find it uh, local. It's like a hole in a wall and it's something that has its own charm and beauty. But of course, the downside is you want to make a sale, right? And you can only sit as much people as you have chairs and tables <laughs> for. Yeah, We are in the middle of crisis in terms of energy, electricity prices, the inflation. Most of our ingredients are, in terms of prices, have increased. How are you doing right now? And in terms of menu, do you have brunch, breakfast, lunch, dinner? Or are you confined in a certain time frame of the day where, you know, you serve only this and that? Um, It's usually, I would say, lunch slash brunch and dinner. Because the bowl and wraps, they're pretty big. And um, with this inflation, I have not increased the price. I kept the same amount on the, the dish. So I would say I would be getting less profit, but I don't want the image to, to change because not all customers understand that the price is increasing. So if they get the dish and it's smaller for what, from what they used to get, then might be losing customers. So I want to keep the image the same. Do you communicate this struggle to your customers? Or I think you mentioned earlier that the growth is steady or actually increasing, right? And you have more local customers coming in. Do people... I mean, here in Copenhagen, a lot of people understand because as in terms of a private life, the prices have also increased. So somehow there's a connection, right? There's obvious connection to why the prices have increased. Well, I have not actually communicated with customers, but I would also think the same as you that they might, they should know, but I can't say for everyone. Yeah. Going back to being small, how many seats do you have in the restaurant? And and how is the general feel? You know, when you come in, maybe you can describe the, the space a, a little more so we can actually also feel your place. So it's actually a 12 square meter place. Wow. In, and there are only six seats. So uh, when you enter on the left, it will be like a high, ch- four high chair seats. And on the right, it's just like a, on the bench, two seats. And then a few steps and then you will see me behind the counter. And I just do everything behind the counter. Is this more 
a takeaway yep. say that restaurant. yeah okay and and so do you actually have a lot of takeaway sales um yeah i think i have um pretty much similar takeaway and 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 walking eating in here especially in the cold but summertime there's a lot of takeaways because people just want to go out in the sun and enjoy their wrap while probably walking but in terms of business how is the rent prices in there is it a good in terms of the 12 square meter place does it pay um i would say it's not bad it's survivable <laughs> but um I think I am very blessed and lucky because compared to other places, I'm sure I I have it easier than them in terms of rent and the location. Yeah, it's it's a perfect location, 10 minutes away from the central, right? So you can actually attract foreigners, tourists coming into Helsinki because Helsinki is the capital. And I suppose there are people, a lot of people coming in, passing by or or just visiting the place. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of um, German tourists. It's like they find they find me on Happy Cow. Yeah, and I can see that your Happy Cow rating is actually quite high. So I can imagine people being drawn into your restaurant and find it charming at the same time. Yeah, very very grateful for the, for all of the customers. What is your star menu? Um so for the bowl, it's called the vegan poke. So it's it's quite a big dish. I've had a lot of customers telling me that oof, the portion is very generous. And actually the I think the star of it would be the avocado made into a rose. Okay, yeah. It's a it's a challenging one because avocados can can be different every time you open it, right? It can be too ripe or brownie brown or <laughs> just hard. So, yeah, it's it's a challenging one. And and how is your rose forming avocado skills? I have mastered it. I have mastered the the avocado um school i would say we need to enroll in your school and learn <laughs> learn how to deal with avocados yeah aside from the bowls you also open for dinner with the same menu right how how late do you open up from 12 p.m to 8 p.m Okay, so that is really a reasonable time to be open. So then you catch the lunch flow and then also for the dinner. Who are your primary customers? Primary, I would say people who live around this area and uh, actually middle age, like 30s, they, the one who eat low carbs. Yeah, you mentioned about low carbs. How... Are you doing that? I can imagine there's a lot of work behind it because people, if you claim it's low carbs, you also have to actually show that in numbers, right? And I'm not sure how it is in Finland, but the food control or food ministry here is quite strict that you cannot really claim low or high of this and that. And then they would have to come in and ask you for calculations. How do you keep your menu right on track with all this? 
we used to count the calories and macros in case the customers were really strict ask. But I've just found out not long ago about this law in Finland. So as you see on the website, I have put uh, the health benefits of certain fruits and vegetables. And due to this law, I had, well, soon to remove it because it's it's not right. Yeah, I, there's so many rules to live by. There's a ton of rules, what you can say, what you can claim. And if you claim such and such, you have to show some calculations, right? In, in regards to numbers and saying high and low. So you are... Well, you know what? You're doing the right thing. And it's great that you found it yourself before <laughs> they come in and pay you a visit. Well, actually, they have paid a visit. That's how okay. I... <laughs> how did you get away with it? Did you get a smile? Is it a smiley system? I Because of this, everything was like very smiley face. But because of this, it was like a normal smiley face. So you yeah. basically, yeah. I learn as I go. And, and you know what? It's it's not really something isolated. We also had that situation because we call our one of the drinks was called superfood, and you can't really claim superfood, although it is written in the package of your suppliers, you still cannot claim and say, oh, we have superfood because it's such a big word. And the EU has a lot of rules to qualify what makes it a superfood or not. So they came in for a visit and anything super is, you're not supposed to do that, right? And then we had a high protein. And even though we had a, the, the we, we know it was, and we had a calculation for it, although not written, we, we got in trouble for sure from an elite smiley for the last five years. And imagine that we've been doing business for five years. And even though you, we can show them on the packets that, hey, what, what would happen to our suppliers? Because they're the one saying and producing this and saying it's superfood and we can't and we get in trouble for that. Right. But anyway, we just change it during the same like the same day and then the next day our menu has changed so we just have to be creative in terms of calling it and on our website there was only one thing that caused us trouble and still that was the superfood unfortunately <laughs> so we went through the same experience yeah and it hurts i took it personal <laughs> i used to take these things personal but I think with all of the negative comments, I think I just grew stronger and just, ah, it's okay. We'll fix it. Yeah, I mean, it's not that you're also, your intention is to deceive people, right? Because that's the reason why they would ask you to change or the reason that your customers might think, oh, this is really a good deal because it has low carbs in it. And probably it is, but if you don't have the calculation, it's nothing. And it's then then you cross that line, right? For <laughs> having what is allowed to name and say in the restaurant. But tell us about your menu right now. 
And how did you turn around from the visit? Well, actually, inside the cafe, the menu, everything was okay. Just the website. My father takes care of the website, so uh, I have to ask him to actually put all the information down. <laughs> and maybe <laughs> in, like, due to the EU law that we cannot put any health benefits of anything. Yeah, But uh, regarding the menu here, we have the bubble tea, the, the healthy, healthier version of bubble tea. But it's seasonal. But mm -hmm. we're going to re replace that next year with some fresh juices. What is the deciding factor? Is it just because it's seasonal or something else? Well, it's because I'm all here alone. It's like a, a trial and error. So the bubble tea was like, I would say a trial, like six months trial. <laughs> Then I thought, okay, maybe it's not... Is not the right market. So I have to keep like switching and changing to see what works best. The same with the menu. For it to be where it is now, it involves a lot of, not a lot, but some complaints, some suggestions and everything, yeah. That's the beauty of also being alone, right? And you're freer, more fluid when it comes to experimenting and changing your menu And it's always good to listen to feedback. After all, after all, if your customers say, hey, we really love this, then maybe you can focus on that one thing and bring more sales in. But if people say, hey, maybe you do this and that, actually, that's very valuable. Yes, like listening to, to our customers. After all, we're serving them, right? And, and I have listened <laughs> to your other podcasts from other restaurants as well. And they all said the same, listen to your customers. That's the key. After all, we're here because of them. So middle-aged adults, well, of course, there are adults. <laughs> middle-aged women, men, is it a combination or primarily women? It's surprising to see men as well. So it's half and half. Wow, I love that. I actually told one of the customers, I said, you're a vegan? I said, don't take this personally. But I think... When I see male as a vegan, I think it's sexy. It is, absolutely. I mean, I know a lot of people and they're looking for, or the question is, where do I find vegan men? <laughs> That's for a different podcast topic. But a lot of the customers in our field is a woman in her 30s, late 20s, early 40s. And either they are also nursing moms or they are just basically in that lifestyle. So it's great to see men and, you know, more men hopefully can come in because it's good for everybody. Yeah. Right now uh, for the winter, did you have a change of menu or have you kept this menu that you've had in summer or did you add you know, something that is comfy and warm and people can really enjoy in this cold season? Um, well, I'm planning on switching up and changing some of the menu after the new year because due to the small place and the 
um, rules or regulations of this building, I can't really do a lot of cooking, frying or boiling. So there's a limit to what I can do. But from next year on, uh, maybe February, there'll be a change. So you are a cold kitchen generally right now? Yes, pretty much. Being a cold kitchen where electricity prices is 10 times, it's a blessing in disguise. <laughs> we had a very tiny space, well, bigger if you compared it to 12 square meters because we had a 70 square meter space and our bar kitchen is probably a two by two, like a two meter, two meter. And we work magic in that small space, right? But you are sort of forced to be creative in your dish because of the constraint that you have. So you're forced to come up with something that is possible in your space and in your, within the bounds of your limitation. And then also the upside is you don't spend a lot of electricity. Especially now, yes. So it's a blessing in disguise because we just moved from the tiny space that we had to a bigger location. We have two locations right now and we moved our original small location to a bigger one and then we moved to hot kitchen in there and surprisingly we are 10 times the cost of our electricity which is such a pain and now we're okay for me personally I'm thinking oh no maybe we should go back to cold kitchen right but who knows right now it's um we're there in the in the hot kitchen and we'll see how we can pivot and earn money from that to recover our electricity but really it's it's a blessing in disguise the the hot food is best for this season as well it is soups and just something warm yes too sweet we have those uh, curries so yeah there's a lot of things we can do with hot kitchen but we've been with cold kitchen for five years and we survived we managed to attract people so i can imagine you are doing well and will be doing well if you really understand your customer behavior right yeah very important. Do you have other staff working for you or are you just alone at the moment? At the moment alone, but I used to have a part-time worker maybe once a week, but I don't have any more. <laughs> so I've been on my own for many months now. 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. That's that's still okay, right? You can still slip in a little bit and um, yeah, you close not too late and come in not too early. Yeah, so it works out okay. How do you cope with this whole new world that you have created for yourself? Being alone in the, the business with previously no business background. How did you navigate being where you are right now? I think it's a step forward in my life, like an improvement and Thanks to this, I don't think I can ever go back to uh, working in a big company again. <laughs> I like the freedom. There's a lot of freedom that goes along with being on your own. 
how do you see yourself or Be Mine Healthy Friends restaurant in one or two years from now? Well, I've had this vision since the moment I opened that I would like to expand in Helsinki. Actually, I had a plan with my brother and sister-in-law. They were in the UK that we wanted to have this concept uh, over there. But due to their personal reason, they had to move. So we had to hold off on that plan. But initially, I would like to see Be My Healthy Friends expand in Helsinki or Finland or abroad or even franchising. That's the dream. It's a big dream. And there is no limit to dreaming and, you know, fulfilling those step by step. And you already have one physical location that you can test your idea on. And you've been there two years. So, hey, you've gone a long way. It must work. It is working, right? Uh, where you are right now, it is working. And speaking of it is working, what do you think makes it work? Um, the most important thing is coming from myself is to keep going. No matter what the consequences are, keep going. There are days when I feel really low and down and feel like stuff is give up but then a couple of days later like I thought about the purpose of why I opened this place then I kept going again and then trials and errors listening to what customers want yeah that's the most important thing it's always the why that keeps people going rain or shine low or high season you may work long hours on your own by yourself and be physically exhausted but when you wake up in the morning and you see the why in your head right it just gives you that motivation and kick of energy to keep on going and as long as you have a very strong why that you're holding on to yeah you you can go a long way yes That goes with everyone and every businesses too. So launching Be Mine Healthy Friends Restaurant, no background in the industry, niche market, two years in operations alone from being two alone. What is the biggest lesson that you consider in this whole world that you are in <laughs> right now? Good lesson or bad lesson? <laughs> Well, you know what? We grow and learn from things, whether good or bad. So yeah, hey, both. I'd like to hear both if you have both. Well, I think the lesson is I came to the crossroad when my partner left. I had to quickly decide whether I wanted to continue or to give it all up like, like her. And mm -hmm. that day I decided that I would like to move, like continue, whether whatever the results may be. And I'm thankful to that day that I did not give up. <laughs> so I think that would be the, the main lesson for me because other, other bad lessons are just complaints, like people commenting hurtful comments and... Yeah, I, I grew out of that and it made me stronger. 
and yeah, make making changes and be where I am now. It was a life defining moment for you when your partner left the company and you had to make the decision, the decision to continue, right? And everything else, I think are just nuances or like small. They're not, I'm not dismissing that these are real struggles, right? Because it is hard. It is difficult to run a restaurant, let alone by yourself. And then plus all the hurtful negative comments. I, I would like to listen a little bit more on, on this. Like I think I've heard you mention this two, two times, at least in the whole conversation. <laughs> What are people commenting on? Well, the nature of the Finnish people is that they are very direct. And being Asian, you know, we, we are not used to this hurtful, direct comments. So when I got these comments, I don't remember what now, but I think it wasn't Finnish. I translated. It was uh, the bowl that I serve. I, I do the decoration as well. And the comment, this was not for... A wedding party or something and I was like what wait so that guy complained because it looked beautiful I guess so and I <laughs> <laughs> what a what a funny th uh, problem to be in yeah but the more I got these kind of comments it kind of built the base for me so did you change your presentation no I didn't because There's more people liking it than, than that one comment. <laughs> I remember someone, my mentor told me that for you to have a business, you have to have a sound mind, a warm heart and clean hands, right? But it's always like, because these things are personal. This is your baby. You put your heart, soul and body into this. And for someone to comment negatively, you know, in, in your products. To be honest, it, it can get personal, right? It's always like changing your mind, setting your mind every single time and shake off what needs to be garbage, garbage out. So it's a conscious decision to not dwell on negativity or to be always conscious that it's business and you have to have a cold mind. But I guess starting up, it, it, you know, it, it would hurt a little bit. I remember um, someone told me that because we always had only five stars. And then someone told me, well, you know what? One day you will get a one <laughs> or a three. <laughs> and uh, of course that day came and I just laughed at it because actually my Um, reaction was was oh my goodness we finally the day finally arrived we have a three star I guess at that time and I can't even remember what that person was uh, talking about at the end of the day feedback is important right it has a lot of value when people comment on google reviews or happy cow or walt if you have that and just acknowledge what they are commenting on, acknowledge that, you know, this and that, uh, we're sorry for that. But of course, you're doing your best. And at the end of the day, you can't really please everybody. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. Um, so biggest lesson in life so far, being a restaurateur is um, 
to I mean that that was like the life changing moment where you continued on and also um just really shaking off your neck like the negativity around it right yes shaking it off and move on <laughs> and move on because there are more people that can be served and you want to serve by being there exactly so it's really yeah yeah it's picking picking up your battles and choosing which ones you want to fight on and there are a lot being in the restaurant there are a lot of small things yes uh, <laughs> from the menu to the customer satisfaction um to the administrative side of things So you do do you do your business from the food preparation to the menu and let's say your accounting is, is this something that you do yourself and maybe including marketing as well? I can say yes from buying, preparing, serving, accounting. I haven't accounted, but I just have to gather all the the receipts, the invoices, and marketing also, which I have to pick up on that because being a one-person, one-man show is you don't have all the time <laughs> to do everything. Yeah, and I guess word of mouth really helps. That's why pleasing a customer is, is such a high priority, right? Because um, if you do not have a lot of resources to do marketing, paid marketing for for one then you must really have a a good network of ambassadors like people having tried your food and spreading the word and i think with a a smiley hospitality i think it stands out also this is where your thai hospitality comes in yeah and the warmth right of i mean There are so many cafes. Why would they go to you, right? Exactly. So I have to be unique. Speaking of being unique, what is unique about Be Mind Healthy Friends? I think it's the hospitality because it comes naturally, I would say, thanks to the Thai side of mine. I love going inside a restaurant and just being greeted with a smile and just be acknowledged, right? It somehow makes your day and sometimes it's it seems very trivial, a small thing. But for someone whose day might have been different, it could have. It goes a long yeah, way. Yeah, it goes a long way. Yeah. So going into the future, your dream is to see Be Mind Healthy Friends multiplied maybe through a franchise or several more locations in Helsinki. Or worldwide. Or worldwide, right? Maybe in, in Thailand as Never well, know. right? Who knows? And right now, you are 10 minutes away from the central train station. Yes. For people who haven't been to your place, and maybe they're from Helsinki, from Finland, or traveling to and touring the place, you, you're, this is a platform where you can actually talk to them and invite them over. Oh, okay. Um, well, Be One Healthy Friends is a ten, roughly 10 minutes walk from the Central Railway Station. And I'll try to pronounce the address in Finnish. Lan Rotinkatu 9, Helsinki. 
and you will not miss it because you will see the tiny place with pink neon LED lights. From afar, they can already see it. Yes. <laughs> and you're open from 12 noon up to 8 in the evening. Yes. Can uh, they come and visit every single day? Is it Monday to Sunday or are there days that are closed? We close every Monday. And on Tuesday, we've changed the time to actually 4 to 6. But Wednesday to Sunday, 12 to 8. It makes sense. It makes business sense because these two days interchangeably are the slow day, slowest days of the week. So it, it makes business sense. And you know what? We need a break too, right? So... <laughs> Yes. You need to have some rest and recreation and be energized to face a full new week on. Yes. For those people listening right now and they are thinking of starting a restaurant and a plant-based kitchen, what would you recommend them? What would be your advice to these people? Don't be scared. <laughs> Just if, you, if you've already thought about this idea, just go ahead with it. And whatever challenges that you will face, which you will face, just find a way. There's always a way to fix it and come around it. And just never give up. If they have questions and they are probably asking you those questions, would that be a space that you will welcome in? If people come to you and say, hey, I'm really inspired with your yeah. story. I have one question. Why not? <laughs> Why not, Yes, right? definitely. Keep going. And what keeps you going? It's because of my why I started <laughs> since beginning. <laughs> going back to the roots, why you started. You started with a goal to have healthy lifestyle in Finland and maybe in a lot more places and multiply that vision. I love this conversation and you're very chill and calm. I can imagine your place to be a reflection of who you are, right? Chill, calm. I don't know how you are under pressure, um, <laughs> but I think it helps to be calm. I would still be smiling. <laughs> That is nice. It must be real, right? It must come from the heart to be able to smile when you are under pressure. And people can really sense that. People actually see the authenticity of that. When Yeah. Thank you so much, Jasmine. We have a lot of topics that we have covered. I like this episode. And I'm looking forward to come visit Helsinki. I've been to Helsinki, I think, in 2015. So, But it's one more reason to go back and try your food with the avocado poke bowl and uh, see you in person. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. Thank you for listening. Feel free to share it with others and spread the word. I look forward to you joining me on the next episode of the Launchbox Podcast. Yeah.